Ten years. Three boys. One question. Are we friends? Hello, and welcome to the podcast. The name and... As it is written, so it shall be said of which is, are we friends? I am your co-host, Taylor. <laughs> I I think I'm your co-co-host, Brian. And I'm Jorge. And this is the show where three boys who've known each other for about 10 years go through their interests one at a time to see if they are actually still friends anymore or if it's just inertia. This episode goes out to the specialist boy who will definitely enjoy his time at prom, <laughs> Brian. Oh. Brian, what are we talking about this week? We're t- <laughs> that was... I enjoyed myself quite a bit at prom, so I don't know what to tell you on that. Um, we're talking about, speaking of proms, we are talking about the king of prom horror, because I actually don't know any other good prom uh, The musical, stuff. The musical the zombie of- prom, just before... Uh, oh, <laughs> fuck. fine. All right. The... <laughs> disputed king of prom horror and the potential king of horror in general uh stephen king i'm pre- I'm pretty sure there's a series of films for prom night i feel like there's there's a slasher oh yeah, there's the there's, jamie lee yeah. curtis one there's there's i think it's called prom night there and there's jamie lee curtis um she's her like she has a stalker who follows her into the hotel on prom night and fucking you know, does serial yeah, killer shit. It. Well, there, then there's also the edible nightmare. I think it's like um, a million years old. Centering around prom um, called Back to the Future. That's pretty horrific. Edible. I thought you said edible nightmare. And I'm like, wait, you can, it I really, don't understand. I, is there a giant I was, I was waiting prom for the cake context, that's yeah. about to destroy? I wanted that joke to really just to go through, but there's no way to like uh, set that up without using that yeah, unfortunate really... word. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brian. So, so tell but us, yes, yeah, tell us what, possessed you to steal this concept right out from under my feet except for the spirit of he who works behind the rose like what else possessed you absolute malarkey that i'm hearing from jorge suggesting that i stole this at all i will not stand for that um i am currently reading uh the shining oh cool and on not the day before this podcast is recorded at all um, I was reading it and was told, hey, what's the topic for this week? And I may have said, oh, this book I'm reading right now. Uh, <laughs> Using what you got. But it does speak to the larger point that I've, and Taylor also went into this. Um, I realize I've consumed a lot of Stephen King materials uh, over the years, and I now want to talk about them. Yeah, because- you're... They're good. You're right. Like really under the radar. Like as we are going, as I was asking you guys for suggestions, thinking I was going to be woefully underprepared, um, not because we only got into this yesterday, but you know, for some other reason. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I was asking for suggestions and they were just listing off Stephen King materials like 1408, Shining, Shawshank Redemption, Carrie. Like, oh shit, no, I've seen all of these movies. I, yeah. I have also surreptitiously taken in a lot of Stephen King <laughs> I, I Taylor got it... legitimately nervous about. He went, I don't think I know anything, and we're like, oh, here's a couple softballs. He's like, seen it, seen it, read it, seen it, seen it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Then you're completely fine. And I find it upsetting that you did not know that King was fucking everywhere like he is. Yeah, that's actually kind of annoying too. <laughs> I, I don't know like, why yeah. that gets under my skin. <laughs> I, yeah, because I look at it because when I think of like highly adapted authors, I always think of like Philip K. Dick, which I think is the most adapted yes. to like mainstream cinema at least. Mm. To mainstream cinema, because there are so many miniseries and TV made-for-TV movies that Stephen King has that I, oh, I'm oh, not oh, sure like a who Holly, takes it like, a like Hollywood. Hollywood produced, yeah, Hollywood like, produced. silver screen sort of thing. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. Stephen King's body work is just, like, it's huge. he literally shat out so many hits that, like... There's, I mean, because there's ones you don't oh. even think about, like Bingo. Rear Window starring Johnny Depp. I'm pretty sure that was, like, a... Secret Window. Secret Window. Not Rear Window. Rear Window is the crazy. Hitchcock yeah. uh, with Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, or like 112263, um, that new Hulu series. Wouldn't have thought that yep. was Stephen King. No, 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 you're right. And that might be like some Philip K. Dick apologist propaganda. Um, <laughs> but, you know, who knows? I feel <laughs> like that's maybe a self-generated... <laughs> apologist propaganda. Yeah, like an epithet that his own estate has been perpetuating. Oh. No, I'm pretty sure nobody thinks that. I think it's just yeah, you, I was gonna man. Say, well, I got it from also, somewhere. Also, I don't know... Honestly, like <laughs> I, I have, I actually have a lot of love for the works of Philip K. Dick. I think they're really like, and I love all the adaptations and stuff. 
I do not think many mainstream people know that they are watching Philip K. Dick mm-hmm. adaptations. Like, everybody yeah. knows, because he fucking knows how to sell the rights right. It's always, like, Stephen King's Pet Cemetery, yeah, Stephen King's It, Stephen King's, you know, everything. Well, I feel like... Even the uh, bad, especially them, the bad stuff. Some of them but people yeah, totally even, forget, like, Shawshank Redemption. Like, I had to remind myself consciously that that is yeah. from a Stephen King. Rita yeah. Hayworth in the Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Green Mile, Stand By Me, um, Dolores Claiborne. Tit. Da- <laughs> is that the porn parody of It? Yeah. And by porn parody, I, I mean just one specific scene from It instead of... Yeah, one included one. scene. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's the <laughs> book itself. Um, mm. Do we want to start there? I was going to say, um, because in terms of actual recent successes... Film-wise, it is the most recent one of his, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mainstream. Mean, I think wise. so. There was that Dark Tower um movie that we won't. Oh, uh, with talk Idris about. Elba and Matt McConaughey. Uh, honestly, you know what? Okay, you know what? We are going to talk about it a little bit. Okay. Um. So, quick, quick overview for people who don't know. For some reason, Stephen King, uh, shits out really fucking good horror, or mostly good horror, uh. For about 30 million years is what it feels like. I think he's like the next... You know, there's like Jurassic and Mesozoic and that sort of stuff. There's like the Stephen King era, like shuffled in between there for how long he's been doing this. Um, But he also occasionally writes straight dramas, some crime stuff. And he wrote in the... Starting in the 80s and I think going for a while. He wrote just a like fantasy adventure series of books like his lord of the rings there's a lot of his normal horror elements in there yeah he oh there well we can get into the extended stephen king universe uh later but yeah using a lot of those horror horror elements still um he created this thing called the dark tower which is just seven basically fantasy adventure horror books that are really really good um i think i'm on the fourth one currently uh they made a movie of Sort of the first book. I heard it was like all of them together. It's, honestly, it's kind of like a weird retelling of the story with all of the elements that are good about it sucked out of it by a horrible, <laughs> like, Hollywood vacuum I definitely cleaner. thought you were going to go in the opposite way. Like, oh, they, they knew they were only going to be able to make one of these, so they put in all the good... Nope. No, they didn't. No, they, no, they took it no, all no, no, out. No, there's... Oh, there's literally half of the main characters are missing. There's no dissection of any other, like, plot elements. So you're telling the me main, if, uh, like, Dark Tower was a rotisserie chicken, this was a Lunchable. <laughs> That's being unfair to Lunchables in that comparison. <laughs> yeah, gee, Lunchables, Lunchables are, are far too... Yeah, they're delicious. They're a delicious, like, th- snack that you don't care about that just, like, oh, it's bad for you, but whatever. This is, like discount lunch like the duplo of lunchables where you're like this isn't even the usual garbage i can shove in my face and feel okay this is like oh my god is that so mold it's like, on that yeah. pepperoni is that pepperoni i don't know anymore like that sort of thing. oscar martin's pure chicken baloney the thing is the thing about it is it's complete utter garbage with two almost perfectly cast leads like Matthew McConaughey mm. is the man in black is a great idea. And Idris Elba as Roland is a great idea. And then they were just in this complete garbage fire of a movie. Well, this is where we have to remember what I think a lot of people don't realize about how, you know, we, we kind of know in an abstract way, know a lot of people go into making Hollywood movies, but like yeah. instrumentally a script can be bad. The movie can be great. Like the casting can be perfect and the direction and the editing can be terrible because all these belong yeah. to different people. And, like, casting exactly. directors do make a huge impact on movies, and I think that's underappreciated. Oh, 100%. Um, but, so that came out, and I think in the same year, the movie It came out. It, on the other hand of <laughs> of Dark Tower, was a really good adaptation, and by the box office, and probably the fact that everybody listening is going, oh, yeah, that's that clown movie, right? Everybody saw it, and the box office. Yeah, showed. yeah, no, the box office loved it, and I guess so did everybody else. But I, I have my reservations about it. And what were those Bring reservations, Jorge? Did you watch it? Oh fuck no! It hasn't been five years yet. <laughs> we got you to watch Hereditary. Jesus 
Christ. Yeah, and it. I, we watched her as we've said many times on this podcast. We've I, we watched it in the middle of the day. My window was open. I was with my friends online, and I still almost screamed my little boy pants into yeah. a poopy mess. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying you will not become a poopy mess if you watch it, but uh, correct. But I don't I think mean, I... generally like. I really like the book, and I actually am a big fan of the original adaptation of it. I am too. Uh, and there's just oh. some some big old changes they made to parts of the narrative. Um, just are you talking about the style of the narrative or literally content? Content. Oh, okay, okay. Because I was like, style wise, they made. I'm gonna defend this to the end. They made the correct choice in doing it the way they what did do you mean? this time. Okay, so for a little bit of backstory, the book it, which is a a thousand plus page monstrosity of which I hear only needs to be about awesome two hundred and fifty. It definitely could be cut down. Okay, yeah, um, I don't know about two fifty, but it's it can definitely be a lot. Yeah, probably shorter. not two fifty, but like you could cut maybe a third of this book and have no problems with the plot. Yeah, you can tell when he when like the book is actually happening, and it's like when he just forgot that yes. he already did something and is just writing yes. it again. A hundred percent, yes. <laughs> um, but the book takes place. Um, one thing that I, I really do give Stephen King credit for is doing these fun things with time. Yeah. He does the storylines simultaneously of the kids in the 50s and them as adults 30 years later or 27 years later mm-hmm. in the 80s. And, like, you'll do a chapter and you'll hear, like, Bill's story, talking about stuff, whatever. And then in the next chapter, it'll be about... Bill in the 80s yeah. or Ben, like some other character in the 80s. And it goes back and forth, switching that way, um, cutting even further and further uh, towards the end where literally chapters will end halfway through with like a halfway through a sentence and it will pick up in the 80s yeah. with the rest of that set. Like, oh, cool. There's some good stuff. His his cocaine time was pretty good. <laughs> like there's a, it's a, a kind of mixed bag in terms of overall stuff, but like he had some good ideas. The movie, the uh, the new movie that came out, uh, decided to just do the uh, kids stuff in the first movie. They didn't touch the adult things. They didn't touch any flashbacks moving back wait, and wait, forward wait. in time. The, the new it just kept is it. only half the story? Yes, there's yeah. a new one coming out. Oh. There's it Chapter 2 is coming oh, out. Oh, um, okay. A lot of actually pretty good casts um, from what I saw. Mm. But uh, the miniseries that they were talking about, it's like a two-part, four-hour special. Yeah, dude. Oh, the original one? Ca- yeah, with Tim yeah, Curry? Yeah, yeah, um, Oh, yeah. That one does move back and forth. They split and it up. They pretty directly split it up. It, it does. Like, the what first half is the childhood time, and the second half yeah. is the adult they show, time. They show the adults. No. They start out yeah. with the adults, and then they cut back to the no, kids. No, they literally go there. back and forth. Yeah. No, 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 no. Dude, I'm telling you, I've watched this movie a lot of times. They cut back. They they go to Bill. He's talking to his wife. He's got his big ponytail, which is bizarre because in the book he's bald. But either way, (laughs) that's kind of hilarious, actually. They cut back to him doing stuff. They go up to Ben, who's John Ritter, who's awesome. Yes. He cuts, does a flashback to his stuff. They go back and forth. They 100% do Yeah, but it's it's at the beginning when introducing them, like, a little bit. and... What my problem with it is that that reveals the problem of the book and uh, like the story in general, where a lot of the the story is, hey, let's introduce a character, let's show them when they ran into it. Yeah. Hey, let's introduce a character. Hey, let's show them when they ran into it. Hey, let's introduce a character. Let's show, you know what I mean? Like this, that back and forth at the beginning of it. You're like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I get it. They ran into a scary clown who changed into stuff. Yeah, sometimes first, I love the first time they run into it. It's it's the next yes. few hundred pages where they exactly. where it's like, and this is the second time they ran into it. <laughs> and then like, on the fourteenth okay, encounter, Bingo. as a child it. with Bingo. it, Bingo. in the second nothing afternoon. different happened. There's a certain point where the kids just have to stand there and go, are you going to try to eat me or what? Yeah, no. Because there's other characters in the book who like you watch get killed and you're like, 
oh, okay, that's fine. Why isn't he doing this to any of the other main characters? No, he's just they like an allegory for anxiety. Like, am I going to get you this time, Georgie? We'll see. This is the 17th time in four weeks that I've seen you, and now I'm a penguin. <laughs> I mean, Georgie is the first one that he gets, but with that aside, I mean, they use, a- they they literally win because by the time they fight him, they're like, yeah, no, we get it. You're like a big scary yeah, spider. Like they- <laughs> he fucking beat himself. He lost like... Yeah, it's just like kids. it's the desensitized kids, man. Play too many video games, and then it's yes. just this is no more. It just um, went in Grand Theft Auto himself. I was gonna say the new one takes place in the '80s, so I imagine they're already just like, yeah, we don't give a shit anymore. Like we've seen harder shit than this. <laughs> yeah, dude, you ever played Have you Nintendo? Seen comic books in the late '80s, like yeah, we played Nintendo. Fuck you, we're out of here. Yeah, like, I told my mom I was sleeping over at Brian's house, and we went to go see Friday the Thirteenth. Come at me, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like. In the um in the background of one of the shots in the movie, the movies that are up are Batman and Lethal Weapon Two, I think. Mm, yeah. So it's like if they went to see either of those, they're good. Like, yeah, but they don't have to so worry about anything else. If we're talking about the timing thing, like one, I I think it's awesome when the kids are fighting it. I could oh, honestly yes. give a shit less when it's the adults, which means yeah. everything I've wanted to watch has already happened, and I'm not really all that excited for the second one. But they're gonna. Uh, from what I understand, they are gonna do some flashbacks. I so heard you that might too. Have, yeah, you might have some material to work with. But yeah, but I'm not gonna go watch a movie hoping for scraps. You know, <laughs> I'm an adult. You're I don't not gonna, need to. You're beg. not gonna do what I wanted to do for Batman versus Superman, which was skip about an hour and a half of it and then go in when they actually start fighting for 10 minutes and then leave when doomsday shows up (laughs) just watch the schlockiest part where they're just beating each other with kitchen sinks and then go that was fun i'm leaving (laughs) oh yeah Yeah, there's there's a few things they do like uh like billy his his uh stutter Mm -hmm. he like kind of has it and but he's but they're like it's not it's not very cute so let's just not do it yeah, it's part. not it's not it's not a joke anymore. The joke itself cannot be look at this dumbass. He's got a stutter. Like that's just no, not it okay. Was so, oh, no, it was I, so good in the original and the book. I also don't think it was ever uh, in the book in anything else. I don't think it's ever played for a joke. Yeah, like, it's, it's his metaphor for hours like bother him about it. But. Yeah, because they're piece of shit cardboard bullies as are all Yo. Stephen King bullies. They are just two <laughs> Dude, not Patrick Hockstetter. In the book, he's a complete well, psychopath. And not he's Isaac. Ter- Isaac oh, is he's a- so terrifying <laughs> in the book. <laughs> yeah. It was nice to see him, even if they just cut him out right away. Uh, the one thing I appreciate in the new one is they give... Because there's not... I mean, again, there's like eight. What? How many are in the Loser Club? Like seven? Uh, seven I'm, or eight? I'm not, ex- not going to count them but, right now. Uh, but, but, more than five, I'll say that. So, like... But they still give enough time for Henry, the main bully... To have some backstory, like yeah. some fleshing out in it. And I'm like, I appreciate that because I don't really need a cardboard secondary villain if I'm already dealing with this guy I've seen right. all the fucking time. Yeah, Having well, someone that has more, yeah. For me, the really upsetting thing was what they did to to Mike, though. Because, uh, Taylor, you remember Mike yeah. is the one who stays behind and like looks over Derry and is like supposed He's to the be the watcher. Guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. That's what no, I'm no, sorry. I got it. I got no, it. No, I you saw, know what I I mean? saw Taylor's like, recognition. That was, as that was badly timed. Like I was listening to Jorge's <laughs> and, and, from my end on the recording because we record and this online. And I just, as I, I was saying, the... oh yeah, I absolutely know. That was the exact was moment I... that Brian went the black guy. Like God damn it, that <laughs> Google, you, you know really it, fucked me there. It is important because what they do is it they, they strip that away from him and they give it completely to Ben, who already has his whole fat thing. So that yeah. Mike is now and just love, the black yeah. guy. And that's it. Yeah. That it, it's a, it is he a had problem. a very significant role before and they stripped him of it. Yeah. Um I hope in the second one they give him that back because hey guys, he needs that. So because Ben already has the getting bullied for being, you know, a chonker and also the love triangle with Beverly and Bill. Like yeah. he's got a lot on his plate already. I don't know why they gave him more right. to put on his plot plate of just like, oh my god, I can't fucking yeah, hold so all this I, stuff. I found that kind of upsetting. Um, there's some stuff they did with Beverly, too, that I'm not a huge fan of. But uh, mm-hmm. I thought the the horror stuff was, was way more interesting. It's just like the the changes they made to the narrative, I thought, were, were no good for me. That's totally fair. Also, um, so, Pennywise yeah. like going into the well and just saying fear for no reason and just doing shit like that all the oh, time was so incredibly yeah. dumb. My, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. The one that makes me 
it makes me laugh. Like Bill Skarsgård, I gotta say, he Bill Skarsgård is great. Is great. If they let him do more creepy shit like he does in the first scene of the movie yeah. with Georgie, if that was him the whole movie, I would have literally shat my pants in terror. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of boo and kind of like ah, jump scare at you. But there's <laughs> He's literally one... in bushes holding a hand yeah, and literally... waving it around. He's like, check out this hand I got. <laughs> He's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no. Um, but there's one when they're in the sewer. And I think he had just attacked um, – Stan mm-hmm. and he's they push him away and they're like get out of here clown <laughs> and he's he's uh he's he's transformed into something else and he scoots his head as the last thing to leave and then he comes back out as Pennywise for a little bit yeah. and then scoots back again and oh, I'm wait. like why did you have to be a shitbird the, we know you're Pennywise <laughs> the exact timing like I imagine that exact timing is of the two Andes and Hot Fuzz where they like both leave yes, the screen and oh, then come back in <laughs> Taylor, yeah. it is literally that. Like, <laughs> so just for the the sake of time, do we want to talk about some of our other favorite kings? Oh, definitely. Because you know, I feel like we could Sorry. we could talk all damn day about uh, Stephen King. Yeah, no, yeah. I was also going to suggest yeah. we don't we don't spend too long yeah. on here. Um, yeah. So Taylor, you said that it would be no trouble at all for you to read a whole <laughs> Stephen King book by today. So yeah. did you did you get around to to reading? Oh, just the because one I, I said it would be no trouble doesn't mean I actually took the trouble. It just would have been no trouble had I done <laughs> Wait, it. There's no trouble to take. You said it'd be no, no trouble. trouble to, yeah. Exactly. There was no trouble, and I didn't want it yes, anyway. Didn't I add, didn't want yeah, untrouble. But, but, so let's. Uh, uh, oh, did, all right. What about you, Brian? Did you have you read Salem's Lot before? I have not read Salem's Lot. That's actually I have Man, that yeah. on my um, shelf right now. I did. Um, I think a little while ago, but I remember like honestly just in my head some of the shots from it i watched the tv movie of it yeah which was a pretty damn good adaptation uh i don't know man that movie is oh i'm sure the i'm sure honestly, the book is dude, bad but like i like that movie well no no salem's lot the movie is frightfully boring i think it is upsetting very, how boring it is i'm a very slow burn like horror stuff like that one scene where the kids fucking at the window. Oh yeah, that was way dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like shit, like no, that no. gets me. So like, uh, maybe Sorry. I'm just rose colored um, glasses. Having not seen those. this one, I'm gonna have to get that. Like, a, can we diagram that sentence out really quick? Is it a kid at the window or is it a kid? Well, fucking it's a, vam- it's a vampire kid. And okay. He, like when he yeah. leaves, he like flies out the window real cool. Oh, okay. Also, That's really better. quick, really quick. Well, we I actually want to see if we can think of any of these, but I noticed a lot of Stephen King's stuff is either he's making stuff up like as a monster, right? And Mm -hmm. that's fine. I appreciate those. Sometimes he just takes concepts and renames them. Like? Like, um, well, The Shining is just being psychic. That's a specific name for it. Oh, The Tommy Knockers Mm -hmm. is literally just aliens. Um, oh my God. We have have Vampires for Salem's Lot. We have Silver Bullet for Werewolf. Silver Bowl for werewolves. Uh, he who um, walks behind the rose is called the Old Testament God once or twice in um, yes, the adaptation like of Old Children of, references of the Corn. Like that. It's cult. We got Dog Cujo. We got Dog Cujo. We got a car. We got um, <laughs> literally a car. A car. Chris, the, uh, honestly. Prison I, is called Shawshank. That's... Well, he's got two prisons. No, that's not. Let's <laughs> <laughs> saying the whore. No, like. Oh my god, the Tommy Knockers was the big one because that's li- they were literally just aliens, but they're like, oh, isn't this scary? And it's like you're talking about when he Tommy specifically Knockers? renames them. Yes. Yeah. There uh, was something else. Ah, I t- uh, fuck it. I'll remember it the next episode, and I'll go, hey, I remember this. Uh- <laughs> um, <laughs> you, all right. So, so Taylor, a, which one? Crit- hold on, on Brian's thing, really quick. Is that a criticism of his that he just kind of like formulaically like, ah, this is a scary concept. I'm gonna call no, it this but- and rock and roll. No, actually, not at all. Okay. Or, well, uh, kind of. It's not a criticism about that. It's the disappointment of his endings. I always oh, find yeah. his endings to be problematic yeah. because he has these great setups and like backstories and puts things together and then they just end. So like Tommy Knockers literally you're like, "Oh, it is aliens." O- okay. I don't know how to be like Thanks. hyped about that reveal like well, it's something I already knew. That's cool. Like I mean, he's he's really good at creating characters. That's the big oh, that's the big thing that he does. It's definitely. not even like really his storylines all that much. Which I think is why it adapts so well to film because yeah. you know, the story's going to have to be changed a little bit anyway. That's just the nature mm-hmm. of adaptation, but you can really capture a character from a, a novel to the screen. I think easier than you can carry definitely. a 500-page plot into an hour and a half tight three-act yeah. movie. Like fucking definitely. misery, dude. Oh, oh, my God. Kathy misery. Kathy, Kathy, Kathy goddamn Bates. Mm. 
God, James Caan and Kathy Bates yeah. fucking being. That there's ah. a there's there's another one. I I had yep. a lot of trouble telling apart James Caan from I think Jack Nicholson. No. <laughs> oh, is this another like I can't tell white actors apart moment? I can't tell people apart. Dude. I can't I'm pretty tell sure. You. Okay, <laughs> my face sensor that, is broken. Every, every time face blindness. It is yeah. every time you talk about it. It's like no, I can't tell Christian Bale and Tom Cruise apart, and I can't tell those guys apart. And Ted Dance, and I'm surprised is in stuff sometimes. Like <laughs> it sounds like you got a problem recognizing white faces. Uh, I feel like it's more that Hollywood has a problem with putting only white actors in things. I also well, agree you know. that's part of it. And I think, uh, have you guys seen those images of like, hey, look at Chris Pine and Chris Evans and Chris Pratt yeah, and someone yeah, else. And they all like, oh, wait, when you put them all together, it is very hard to tell them apart. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the same thing happens with Zoe Deschanel and Katy Perry and like a slew of other yep. actresses. So that's, yep. that's pretty normal. Yeah, there's a couple. There's of a couple of like... I'm just types of... <laughs> like looks that are in and i feel like that's just been the history of hollywood forever we had the it girl oh, yeah. which was a very specific you can name them like the, the the features of the it girl and like that sort of tropic way especially with women has always been carried over like oh this is our set of famous actresses right now it's like six varieties of <laughs> which them which one would you like yeah, yeah. <laughs> would you, would you like, same uh, way, like black hair or red you open up the collection and you're like yeah, like you, like when you go to the barber shop Take and it's the pick. same face but like seventy five yes. different haircuts. Like, all right, Bingo. which version Bingo. of Ryan Reynolds would you like right now? <laughs> Just kidding, they're all the same. <laughs> God damn! All right. Yeah, but no, I mean, well, he's always looked exactly the same, right? I'm not saying true, I like man. him. I just. <laughs> There's no like long hair Ryan Reynolds, you know. Oh, guys, I just I was on yeah, yeah, Ryan Reynolds' Twitter today, and he has this uh, he has a quote by Meisner, the the guy who comes up with the acting one of the actors theory, the the Meisner technique, and he's mm-hmm. talking about his upcoming role in Detective Pikachu. Yes, <laughs> just, like, I just entirely give myself to the role. So I was going to pick up my kids when I got the call, and I realized Pikachu doesn't have kids. Pikachu can't try. Yes. And it cuts immediately. I forget who he's married to, but yeah. it cuts immediately to like Blake Lively. Blake Lively. Like so. Like Ryan Reynolds is talking. So what was I to do? And it cuts to Blake Lively. Pick up your goddamn children. That's what you were supposed to fucking do. And it was, it was, it's all in black and white. It was very well done. I think I might have seen that. Holy shit. That's really goddamn funny. Um, but no, yeah, so- that's another thing I love about Stephen King movies is that it invites people. Uh, like, it, I think it invites a, a particular kind of actor and director uh, for the really good ones. That this people who throw themselves into these roles, like Stanley Kubrick in The Shining, Jack Nicholson in The Shining, Shelley Duvall in The Shining. Like, there's just like a type of. <laughs> so, I, I mean, Shelley Duvall was more thrown into The Shining than through herself. And then forced to stay. <laughs> Exactly. Like, I know she had she she was the thing that really created the anxiety for me in that movie. Definitely, because she had anxiety. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) um, she that whole art mirrors life thing. Yeah. So Stephen King has uh, for a while he used to be, and I don't know if he has anymore, but like he was very cavalier with giving out the rights to his movies because you make money. Who cares? But like kubrick got the shining and he made that movie and apparently stephen king fucking hated it when it came out that's so funny do do we have any reason why because i I... the original reason was because excuse me while i sip my alcohol while i talk about jesus christ Um, hey man don't i don't need this lip Uh, (laughs) you ever hear that saying don't give me any lip um yeah from you to me all the time shut the fuck up I also feel um, like Carrie's mom so to Carrie says that a few times. Kubrick. Oh, she went nuts. Um, also, another great adaptation. Brian De Palma was a fucking great director. I want to talk um, about the two Carries uh, in just a but, hot uh, second. Yeah. Kubrick. Kubrick. He got mad that Kubrick basically made a really spooky horror movie and made Jack Nicholson just pretty much creepy the whole time when the whole book is about Jack being this alcoholic who goes from everyday good guy Joe Schmo like you know Joe everybody who's just you know polite whatever whatever and you see him slowly fall back into this yeah. habit and you see that character arc of it where The Shining is though the movie is like a horror thrill like a weird in- going insane together thriller yeah. what I but he didn't like that the way they did that what I love uh, correct me if I'm wrong about this but I think it's 
Kubrick at the beginning of the film, for like no reason, the family passes by a car that's been in an accident and it's been like completely totaled. And it's because uh-huh. it's the car of that same family in the book. It's like the way that King describes it. And it was, oh. it was Kubrick just being like, hey, fuck you. I'll just <laughs> leave your mangled mess over there and do my movie. Oh, God. Stupid yeah. fucking car that also over sounds there. like. Like I, I, Kubrick is someone that I don't like. He's the type of artist. Like no, no, no. Regardless of my source material, this is my art now. It's the he's not yes, exactly like, someone who fair. wants to adapt stuff, which is fine. He made an amazing movie. It's still he I, adapts I, in a loose form because the theme of slowly going insane together is apparent in The yeah. Shining, like the book. So it's not necessarily like. And he did. out there to be like he changed the whole fucking story. He didn't really. He just made it, you know, a good movie instead of the completely fall asleep boring <laughs> miniseries that came out later that King wrote himself and loved and everyone was like Yeah, he and he did a lot more with that with that story too. There's there's a whole documentary that you can and should watch. I forget what it's called. It's the room number. Room 237. Yeah, dude, I'm bad with numbers too if you didn't yeah, know. I think, I think it's on Netflix still. It is I watched half of it and I was very intrigued. Yes, very yeah. good. No, but it, it's, I don't know. So you you were saying that Carrie, unlike The Shining, is a good adaptation? Because I know the movie is great. No, like the original movie no, 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 is no, no, terrific. No. I, they're, they're, in my opinion, they're both, well, they're both good movies. Um, Carrie is probably more of a faithful adaptation than The Shining is in that sense. Yeah, because the structure of the book, right? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's done as a case file that's found, right? That's the like the frame narrative so. of Carrie. Yeah, yeah. Whereas right. it's just like in media res when we begin, um, in, in the in the movie. Um, another it, famous anecdote yeah. there is that King was not happy with the writing of Carrie, and he like threw the book out, and his wife pulled it out of the trash and made him like try yeah. to actually publish it. Yeah, 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 and that was his first. His that was his breakout him, novel. Yeah. Like his his mm-hmm. first big hit was Carrie. Well, it was his first novel. Oh, really? Okay, I didn't know that. No, 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 no. It was his first published. First published. He had written novel. Yeah. other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So um, on the subject of Carrie, he had a I've bunch got a of couple in a drawer going, "I hate myself. I hate myself." <laughs> as we're as we're talking about adaptations, I've got two little juicy bits for you guys. Um, mm. Well, one's juicy, one's just something I like. So I'll start with the thing I like. <laughs> Uh, juicy I, ones like tepid. <laughs> I love uh, I love the original mom's performance. I forget what that actor's name is. Uh, but in the remake, which was you know lackluster, but Julian Moore's performance as the mother, oh yeah, she's cool, was amazing. Like sorry, so if I could put Julian Moore in that original movie, I'd have a perfect movie for me. <laughs> and then secondly, were you guys aware that Carrie was adapted into a musical in 1988? Yeah. What? Were you aware that the musical Carrie was adapted into an episode of Riverdale? Were you aware what? that in 1998, uh, oh shit, what is her name? Uh, Alice Ripley recorded one of the songs and released it on an album? The same Alice Ripley who won the Tony for her performance in Next to Normal? I feel like mine was better. Okay. Well... Anyway, in 2012, were you aware that John first... Travolta was the bully in the original film? What? He actually is. Wait, oh, seriously? Yeah, John Travolta is the bully who asks her out to go to prom. And were you aware that place. Stephen King smokes Paul Malls, or at least did? Were you aware that I yes. don't give a shit? I was aware of that one. <laughs> were you aware that I don't know who Stephen King's coke dealer was, but he had a very good one apparently? <laughs> a very loyal and faithful one. Because he carried him through one. the '80s and the '70s. Yeah, yeah, he says that he doesn't even remember writing Cujo literally doesn't remember writing a book <laughs> and Cujo isn't some novella from what I, I don't think I think it's a full novel right yeah, or is it a it's, it's, a, it's a novel yeah, yeah, yeah. dude if so I imagine that like yeah if I could take I don't any... remember 250 plus pages of just idea that came out of my head dude if I could take a drug and just skip the whole novel writing process and all the way <laughs> to it being published Exactly. Done instantly. Just wake up yeah. one day, three months later, with a novel in your yes. hands. Cujo, like, oh, Cujo is three hundred and nine pages long. Oh my god! He yeah, three hundred and nine pages. <laughs> yeah, and he writes Golly. a good portion of his day and heavily edits. He does. Uh, I read his book called, or listened to his book, hilariously enough, on writing. Um, called on writing. I, yes. I did too. Uh, by the way, uh, in all seriousness, legitimate recommendation for anybody. Oh who yeah wants to write and yeah. does not like know the first thing of what they want to do or how to do or anything like that. It's basically half biography and half 
writing manual. Yeah. It's fucking it sounds great. Very, he's very funny and it's very good, honest, like not bullshit advice. Yeah. He's very candid. It's very, yeah. I've taken some of it to heart, except for the writing eight hours a day. My only <laughs> exposure. Christ, I have a job. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Like my, I have a life. My only exposure to the man behind all these novels is through his Twitter and Instagram which mm-hmm. most of it is just his corgi. And it'll yes. be like his corgi doing something adorable. And the caption will be like, <laughs> Methuselah, the immortal demon yeah. one you <laughs> know, about to receive his 19th year sacrifice. The thing of evil. The thing he calls it the thing of evil. Yes. So <laughs> funny. So goddamn funny. And you're like, it's an adorable corgi. And he's like, this thing is a piece of shit. Yeah, regardless <laughs> if you're like one of the most productive horror minds in the later half of the 20th century, you are still just dad aged. Mm-hmm. I, this also has to be the only topic where Brian and I have read a bunch of books on the subject and Taylor researches Taylor... by reading tweets and Instagram posts. It will be the only one. <laughs> a fabulous there will be no reversal. Other topic, but we will have. <laughs> oh, man. Most of the library of information. Um, my favorite story, my favorite hilarious anecdote, which again goes back to the thing about endings that I don't like about his. He was talking about when he was writing The Stand, which is this big. Oh, yeah epic book that he wrote that's a, another schmillion billion pages um but he was sitting there at the end and he's like i don't have an ending for this i don't know what to do what a surprise so he took a walk and then just thought of the ending while on a walk and then wrote it down and i go no wonder it sucks then because you just <laughs> found it on a walk you idiot like <laughs> you didn't decide to oh edit it or proofread it before you <laughs> you just wrote it down and went done here's my book unbelievable <laughs> yeah I, I i love that cinematic view like it's always on typewriters a, a novelist is focusing mm-hmm. down he's slamming coffee or booze and there's just ashtray yeah, overflowing both. and he finishes there's the last page with a flourish filled with pages yeah. like yeah, yeah rips the last page out and like i've done it i've created my masterpiece and like this in no way is the process <laughs> of writing not all if it had been uh, like he hits the last period and like, well, this is the worst garbage I've ever written in my life. That, and if I could burn it right now, I would. But I have a deadline. <laughs> that, that would be the how, process of writing. That is how most uh, the thing, the previous thing you described where the, the clicking the thing and ripping it off and going, this is my fucking magnum opus. That is how every music biopic treats the process of writing music. And it drives <laughs> me up a wall where like in the Queen one, like they just be like, ah, and you'd be like, oh, I, don't, I don't know about this song. I want to make like a raunchy, fun one. And then like a girl with a fat bottom rides by and he's like, oh, that girl has a fat bottom. That's some <laughs> fat the- bottom girl. And then like cut to them playing it on the road as a mega hit. And I'm like, I want to shoot myself in the head right now. Like this is yeah, it's always just it works. as if everyone is still possessed by the muse. Like, oh, exactly. I saw my my friends having a good time, having a good time. And then the, immediately uh- smashed <laughs> that into the Queen song. I think um, uh, Love and Mercy did a pretty good job with it. That's what I was just going to say. Love that, and Mercy yeah, does Because it's the Brian best Wilson job. torturing everybody oh, in the recording booth over and over to make again. make pet sounds. Yeah. That I fucking so love good, that movie, dude. dude. I don't know where it's available online, but like I'm going to go watch it, it like tomorrow. Yeah, it was on Netflix. I've watched it. I saw it for the first time oh. on a plane, dude. And I was what? like, this is the best plane I've ever been on. I went to that with my mom uh, in theaters because she was like, this is something that we could like go to, right? And I'm like... Yeah, I mean, I guess, why not? Like, And I was just like, oh, it's another music biopic. And then I saw it, and I was like, oh my god, this is a real film, and it's really good. Yeah, dude, I uh, I just saw Brian Wilson in concert, actually. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. that's... It was, <sighs> it was almost as depressing as the movie. No! He's, he's, it got pushed back, like, half a year, because he mm-hmm. needed to get back surgery, and he is oh. he needs to be helped out onto stage, and you can't really, like, his is his god, man. You know? Yeah. That's, but I physically I mean, saw him, so that's something. It's what I was going to say. It's what happens. It's fine. Yeah. His um, son is very good. Oh, that's good to hear, actually. Son, nephew? He's related somehow. Younger relative. Yes. <laughs> yes. I just, that's, he, that's good to know. Because it was him performing all of Pet Sounds, and the, younger, oh, okay. the younger relative did all of his high parts. So, Damn. All right, oh, cool. very good. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, What was the... Um, I didn't ask this at the beginning, but what was your guys' first exposure to King? I did. I could not possibly tell you. you I've say- been watching this stuff since before <laughs> I was born. Basically, oh, the, yeah. You, you. I was gonna say you um, came out the womb with a fucking iPad in front of your face. <laughs> I saw Carrie. I don't know, dude. Whatever. Shut up. I saw Carrie when I was a kid, uh, and that was too oh young because I think I think yes. it might have been my first 
like real horror film that I wasn't Carrie supposed to terrifying. watch. And I don't I don't have any memory of like my location when I was watching it, mm-hmm. but I remember the experience and those scenes are burned into my psyke forever. Yeah, that's so fun. I used to We're watch it all the time as a just... kid. It was oh, I didn't see one. it for the first time until last year. I would watch that shit on repeat as a child. Okay, so we're seeing Prince like Albert in a can? this is so well, telling. You better let the poor guy out. So <laughs> yeah, this is so telling of like Jorge is and I. I think natural predispositions around horror films. We have the test case horror of two Stephen Kings, and I watched it once, and it was a traumatizing experience. <laughs> and, and for Jorge, it was put on between like the Land Before Time movies. <laughs> yeah, I like to think I I came out like the cover of Night Brown Elm Street: The Dream Child, where it's like the black demon carriage. Yes! Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, it, but it, it no, actually was exactly family. that. It was like be- you're more you're you're more pubert. Adams. You're right, pubert. Adams, Adams, you know what I mean? Like it's one hundred percent accurate. Um, but yeah, no, it was <laughs> interspersed with with Disney films every time. I could not have asked for a better selection. What a healthy fucking. I sure they didn't mess with me at all. Mm. Not in any way, shape, or form would they do that. Yeah, so in the same way you, that I'm sure that all of my personality totally isn't determined, and all of my manias and anxieties totally aren't the product There's of my no parents. Free will, man. It's all just a series of decisions that have already been made. Behaviorism, um, man. <laughs> Operant conditioning, Why bro. did you sound like BF you're a guy Skinner, at the corner bro. of a party? Put me in a box and fix me, Doc. Holy I'll shit. I'll hit that button until I die. <laughs> I'm gonna come. <laughs> no, I'm a rat. No, 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 no. <laughs> then this is what I do with my bachelor's in psychology. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, oh man. So Brian, where, where did you start? Where did, where did you start with Brian? I remember seeing um I remember seeing a clip of Cujo on TV one time. And You're like, going, oh cool yeah, dog. Fuck that noise. You no, know, it was just like it was I literally just remember the shot of just um, the mom and the kids sitting in the car, just the dog coming up to the fucking window, and I'm going, "Oh nope, change the channel. See you later. Fuck that." Is Cujo um, good? I can never like wrap my head around it being good. I never watched like the these... movie, so I have no idea. The or the book. I, uh, uh, I've never read you know what? the movie. I, I, I never read the movie. I didn't pay attention or saw when I the watched book. the movie because it's just like, oh, these people are stuck in a car. There's a dog. And it's there's a, a dog. dog. <laughs> a rapid Saint Bernard, and I don't know what to tell you. It's like, just the, the it's, if you replace. The people with dogs and the dogs with Bigfoot. It's the Goofy movie. <laughs> no. Cujo can is we, the Goofy movie. Can we talk about that scene in the Goofy movie? Because sure. it is so good. They just look. They're like scared of Bigfoot outside. And he's found the Walkman. And he's yes. just like listening. That's right. Bopping around. Yeah, Goofy movie is real good. So is oh an extremely Goofy God. movie. Yes. Both of which. Yeah, cinema one classics. Few, one of the few sequels. That actually works. What was the name of the 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 guy they were going to go see? Prince, the, the, the oh. power guy. Prince. It's no, just Prince. It's, not actually, it's, it's not, literally well, Prince. Sure, oh, but it's not, damn, I never thought it, of it. In like, he's like the Prince equivalent. He's um, the Prince for dogs. Oh, also, he's actually, prince, he's the Prince for dogs. But no, Goofy and his son are officially not dogs. Power, well, they're line. Goofies. Yes. Wait, what's the guy's name? Powerline. 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 Right. That is such a ah, such a tight '80s name. Dude, it's a his... good song, too. That one song that they perform. Yeah, I'm trying to uh, hold on. I'm looking for it because it's um. Or is it stand out? You know what that it reminds me of is the uh. There's also a rock musician in Xenon Girl of like the twenties or Xenon century. Girl of the twenty first century. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just. If you all knew that, zoom, Disney zoom, Bob. zoom, yeah, the Marco, boom, boom, boom. Oh damn! Wait, that was Supernova. That's what it is. <laughs> that was Supernova. That song fucking slapped, and we all knew it. Um, <laughs> so I think I'm having a repressed memory come about right now. Live, like do. we are talking about a psychologist, live. not a psychologist who believes in re- repressed memories, or maybe Skinner did. But I, I, I'm remembering. I think I remember I, I, the exact horror film that really fucked me up with them okay. forever. Um, I was, it was in my the the room where there is a television in my house uh-huh and i was i couldn't I'd sleep assume for, you, you were watching it on a television i was watching it on a television yeah, I so. um <laughs> and i i couldn't sleep like for my entire life i've had trouble getting to bed and i i, I was flipping through i think life. the sci-fi channel and the movie event horizon came on and at <laughs> no, first check please at first that explains a you know, lot that explains yep. a lot about you because i saw sam neill and lawrence fishburne two actors mm-hmm. that i recognize from my favorite movies ever like at the time um 
Jurassic, uh, Jurassic Park and The Matrix. Like, oh, Jurassic, cool. Yeah. This is a really dope cast. I'm going to watch this. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it, it takes so long for it to kind of kick into gear. But when it does, it just rips your head to the back of the seat like you are going 70 miles an hour out of nowhere and suddenly like insides are ripped out and a universe of pure evil are thrown at you and i didn't turn it off i watched the entire thing back to front and i was like maybe nine when that happened that maybe movie eight is so bizarre because it is like and I, clearly there was studio interference like it's obvious at this point yeah but like the first hour and a half of that film is like kind of slow not much happening, like getting stuff done, but like whatever. And then literally in those last five minutes, they're just like, hey, we shot like an hour's worth of literal hell imagery. We're going to cut it up and just show it to you so fast you're barely registering yeah, how disgusting point, and horrible this imagery is. Yeah. To the like, point where I think it went straight through my retinas yeah, into my boy soul <laughs> and like never... <laughs> never left because I, I i remember so distinctly the scene with sam neil without any eyes and he doesn't say we have such sights to show you but he says something like that exactly it's, say it's the legal equivalent of pinhead yeah well, just... it's funny because people think that since i've watched a bunch of horror shit i like writing horror and just doing mm -hmm. horror shit all the time that for some reason i would be less scared of things and it's like mm -hmm. no i am much <laughs> much more afraid i've been having to sleep alone these last few nights and it is just i will literally do <laughs> things until i am falling asleep and then go yeah. and then very until quickly your body turn everything off and forces go a shutdown otherwise it's yeah. like no i uh, i had sent somebody a picture earlier in the day and it was just of a child's costume it was like a little kid in a gorilla costume not even a mm -hmm. black one a brown one cute little kid in a brown gorilla costume okay i was alone in my bed in the dark and i popped it open and it scared me so bad i almost dropped my phone <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. Unbelievable, dude. And also, now that I've watched Terrified, it is given all new sites oh, for me to apply it to. And that's I'm that gonna, one I don't want to talk about ever. I've decided that I'm gonna need all my friends to watch it with me because this is this has gone on too long. I need help. Okay. So this is gonna so we can we can attribute all of the things that we've been talking about lately, like our problems, our fears, our inability yep. to sleep or sleep alone, all of that can be given to our third parent, Stephen King. Pretty I mean, for me, yes. Like there was some you know, the usual Disney trauma, but like in terms of actual spooky horror shit, it's Stephen King did most of the damage in there. <laughs> oh, I got I got tons of daddies, dude. You, King saying, is you one have, of many. <laughs> I have tons of daddies, Jorge. It's 2019. That is the name of your yes. memoir, right there. A ton of daddies by Jorge Vargas. I have a ton of daddies. Um. Yeah. Cool. Is there any anything else that you wanted to mention, Brian? Um, I didn't talk about Dark Tower enough. It's super dope. I read the first book, uh, and I was not. Super I read the first chapter the, of that book. The first book... <laughs> duh, okay, so I'll do a quick kind of run-through of the books I've read so far. First book sets a lot of the mood and the stuff, but it's basically just a cowboy book where he fights a wizard and has a little boy companion who gets all fucked up. This sounds the perfect. Second book, the second book is where basically all of the... You know, the first two main characters show up for him. His two main compatriots. Wait, who... they show up in the second book? So well, why Jake the fuck did the... I read the first so, book then? Stop. So Jake is the... Because you have to do that to that's understand like what's going on. That's like saying Ron and Hermione don't show up till Chamber of the Secrets. Like, that's not Chamber the way to write a secrets. book. Chamber of the Secrets. Chamber I don't think I read secrets. that book, but, you know... Harold Potter and the Chamber of Harold the Secrets. Harold Potter and the Chamber <laughs> of the Secrets. And the goblet that was made of fire. Um, no. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, in the second book is where uh, two other main important characters show up and things really start to pick up from there. And in the third um, book, the real main character shows up. No, no. third. Honestly, the third book is like where they just are there doing stuff in... I almost called it Outworld from Mortal Kombat, but that's not what it's oh. called. <laughs> it's <laughs> so what I'm getting um, is yeah. like, get them on tape. Just get these bad boys on tape. Like, just blitz oh, through Oh, yeah, I would totally... Honestly, oh, oh, I don't know what? how the performances are, but yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, what made you think I actually read that book? I listened yeah. to it. Somebody <laughs> read yeah, it I felt so me. I felt so guilty about it. The other, I was just thinking about, like, 
because I physically had the shining in my hand. I was reading it. And I'm like, this is the first book I've read, read in like <laughs> three years. I think everything's just been audiobooks before that. And I'm just like, am I an asshole who pretends like he says I read this book when I just listened to it? Everyone to it, is to, that asshole. I guess everyone yeah. is that asshole. It's just easier if to say that, that asshole than no one is that asshole. So that's perfect. Yeah. That's the that's the syndrome uh, principle. No, I pretty and much you know decided... you specifically know when people aren't that asshole. Because they usually like work in English departments, and they will specifically say, Ugh. "I know there's an audiobook of this, and I have not but listened re- to it, but oh, I have I'm read it." I'm already tired just, of that person. <laughs> I know that's a fictional like straw man you've just made, but I'm already tired of that. Yeah, I don't know. The book is better than the audiobook. Oh, <laughs> oh, wait. There's an audiobook of this. <laughs> oh my God, you fucking jackasses. No, I've pretty much decided that reading is dumb, and I'm oh. not going to do it anymore. What? I entirely disagree with you, uh, and yeah, it's I was killing say, me. I don't think that's right either, but okay. Um, all right, so on the topic of Mr. Kiefensting, I mean Stephen King, I mean Mr. Now Done With Coke, but used to have a lot of Coke, um, are we friends? Uh, or yeah, hey? I mean, it's that's an easy one for me, yes. Taylor, yeah. Taylor could do a little better. I could do a little better. Oh, 100%. Like, there's a lot. Uh, like I, I, read, I'm read not gonna lie. I'm having a bit of an inferiority complex, being the least read. <laughs> oh, feels oh, feels uh, bad this, this time, doesn't situation. it? Feels bad this yeah. time, doesn't it? Is this what you guys feel like every week? Oh, not even eat, for a little bit, dude. Eat a whole dick. I think about all of the amazing and fun things I did while you were reading. Eat an entire penis, you schoolboy <laughs> nerd. Yeah. Yeah, we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, we are totally friends. All right. Well, if you would like to uh, share with us some of your most traumatic childhood memories, either involving <laughs> yeah. Stephen King or not, hit Definitely us up on that. our Twitter and Instagram, both of which are at underscore are we friends, all one word. Um, like, rate, subscribe, share, tell a friend. If you're terrified, if you're not terrified, keep it to yourself, but still like, rate, and subscribe. Um, to our podcast wherever you find your podcasts i have been your stuck in the car um waiting for the evil monster oh wait no i'm just goofy (laughs) co-host taylor i am the gunslinger who has forgotten the face of his father brian i'm just jorge and we will be scaring the absolute shit out of your pants next week take care Georgie.